Trigger warning. The following episode contains references to gore, sexual content, homophobia, animal cruelty, human suffering, mental conditions, death, factual inaccuracies, several entitled people making light of all these things. If any of the aforementioned topics cause you discomfort, you may want to listen to a different episode. What? I leave town for two weeks and my TV turns into a homeless person? I'm Sean. Tonight on Tabbies and Tierras, I'm Adam. Old people are really for the birds. I'm Kelly. Now, Doc, you don't understand. I'm getting all the major food groups. Bread, tortilla chip, potato chip? I'm Andy, and this is Acid Pop. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to... Uh, well, I, I guess we've, we've been around the sun again. Yeah. So it's, it's time again for what about? <laughs> Two whole laps. Yeah. I'm getting tired. <laughs> it's a long way. We ran for a whole year to get here. <laughs> uh, I, I, I guess I could start. Sure. In a follow-up to our Faith episode. Ooh. Our famous Faith Hill episode. <laughs> we are going to uh, just a few days ago, September 11th, 2019, in Tver, Russia. Tver. Are there any vowels in that word? Tver. Tver. To Trevor. Russian Orthodox priests have taken to the skies in their flight against alcoholism and sex in the Russian city of Tver, Russia. Yes, Russia twice. I'm good, right? <laughs> On September 11th, they boarded a small plane, and upon reaching an altitude of 800 feet, the priest said a quick prayer before popping open the door of that plane and dumping 18.5 gallons, or 70 liters, of hmm. holy water down upon the city from a large chalice. <laughs> <laughs> You are all forgiven. <laughs> I hope he had a colander at least to spread it out a little. Just one guy down there, just like, <laughs> oh gosh. One, one man was saved today. Also, <laughs> broken. <laughs> Swashed down into the sewers where he floats. Sent him straight to heaven. <laughs> Express lane. <laughs> he, was, he was stretching and looking up at the sky while yawning and just filled him right up. <laughs> <laughs> Do I hear angelic singing? Poosh. Not only was it three priests, but a couple that was up there also said that the ritual cured the husband's alcoholism. Oh, he, but he didn't get sprinkled. Well, maybe he got some splashback. Maybe, maybe it was just like like so hilarious that it filled him with joy and he yeah. didn't need the booze anymore. When he saw the one guy next to him just get drenched, he said he'd never drink again. <laughs> Plus, I mean, if this is uh, the, you know, if this was done on September 11th, we're recording on... September 19th. So the article was written somewhere in between there. That means he's gone a maximum of seven days without drinking. Wow. That's not all that impressive. The longest he's ever gone. Sure. <laughs> he is Russian. <laughs> One of the priests, Father Alexander, claims the ritual will eradicate the use of alcohol and drugs forever and stop fornication. So that's going to be a problem. Yeah, I, I think we should pump the brakes a bit. The cursed city with no sex. Russia's been trying to get their numbers up. They state might get a little angry. Everyone stopped drinking and now no one wants to fuck other ugly Russians. <laughs> Quoting, he says, any disease is from a virus and a virus is a demon. Oh, yeah. Okay. I saw the movie, Rick. <laughs> yeah. 
Therefore, any disease is primarily a spiritual disease. Hmm. Hmm. Is that why they look so weird and crystalline? Is because they're demons? Yeah. <laughs> you guys should turn them upside down. They look like they got little horns. <laughs> why, don't we, why don't we try this holy water thing on every disease? Uh, so there's no word yet on if the ritual has worked. <laughs> but it has only been eight days. Yeah. So anytime now, we're going to be hearing how successful it is. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had sex in weeks. <laughs> yeah. That's my first follow-up. Sorry, what about? Wow. <laughs> All right. A couple of whatabouts for our uterus episode. First, remember our conversation about women with more than one uterus? Yeah. Uh-huh. How could I forget? Cool. <laughs> Double baby buggy bumpers, they call them. <laughs> <laughs> well, a woman in Bangladesh gave birth to a baby a little bit early. And then a few weeks later, returned to the hospital with stomach pains. I thought mm. she was returning the baby. <laughs> it cries a lot. <laughs> she then gave birth to two more babies. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're not a clown car. <laughs> she turned out she was carrying the first child in one uterus and the twins in her second uterus. Wow. As a poor woman in a rural area, <laughs> she had never had an ultrasound. Oh, jeez. Ah. All three children and their mother are reportedly alive and well. Also, being a first-time mother, she was unaware that she shouldn't be the size of a yoga ball. (laughs) (laughs) Was it the same dad? It was the same pregnancy. Um, Well, I mean, the fertilization incident was the same for all three babies. Okay. Wow. Um, That was a heck of a shot. (laughs) Some sperm just took the off-ramp. Yeah. And then in a second uterus follow-up about twins, during a routine scan, a woman's fetus was found to have a second smaller fetus implanted inside it. Mm, Implanted? Vestigial. Oh, what? This one was alive, though. Uh oh. So the one twin (laughs) had partially absorbed the other, but both twins kept developing. Oh, it's becoming a total recall situation. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The parasitic twin even had its own umbilical cord, which was connected to the host twin's intestines. You're stealing all of my food. (laughs) You're siphoning off of my baby. Uh, they delivered the host twin by C-section and removed the parasitic twin, which by had a tiny C-section, <laughs> a lowercase C-section. <laughs> and called himself Jonas Venture Jr. <laughs> Remember me, Rusty? <laughs> the parasitic twin was two inches long and had neither a brain nor a heart. <laughs> but it did have a desire to kill its sibling. <laughs> the host twin is doing well. <laughs> Tell you what, one of you gets the brain, one of you gets the heart. It's only <laughs> discovered to have two brains. <laughs> yeah, did they did they check in the other in the other baby's like head to see if there's like a tinier brain? What <laughs> now? It's like a stegosaurus. Yeah, I don't think that's true. <laughs> they taught it to me in the early '90s. It has to be true. Well, I think real hard. My ass cheeks clapped together. <laughs> well, I have a couple whatabouts for our hotels episode. No, I can't already. I already can't use hotels. I tell you what, I I stayed in a hotel not too long ago and I did check under the mattress to make sure there was no dead people. (laughs) Good call. Were there any? No, only the regular amount. (laughs) Just a hand. Well, just one one person screaming and bound Uh and I figured they were fine. These won't, these probably won't gross you out, but they are uh, amusing. So in September in a location we will discuss uh, in our hotels episode, I mentioned that the most expensive hotel costs about $80,000 a night. 
Yep. This one doesn't beat that, but it's a contender. That hotel room was 18,000 square feet, or 1,600 meters, had 12 bedrooms, and came with a private elevator, chef, and chauffeur. This new hotel is $105,000 for two nights, so not quite as much, and it includes, well, a bed and a view. That That must be a hell of a view. (laughs) Is it on the moon? (laughs) (laughs) So this new hotel will whisk patrons off to the North Pole, where they will stay in their own private igloo. Santa. My guess was going to be it's like a one-way mirror on the other side of Trump's bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) It's made of glass to maximize views of the northern lights, but it is about the size of a normal igloo. So the price does include travel and meals, but uh, you do get a small room that even if you wanted to leave it, you probably wouldn't (laughs) because it's the North Pole outside and probably several dozen degrees below zero. You know, yetis and stuff. Also, it's the off season for elves and they're looking for flesh. The the monster from the terror is out there. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, There's a big robot that's hunting Santa Claus. (laughs) And if you see a dog, don't let it in. And our other one here. So August 20th in Atlanta, Georgia, a man staying at a hotel decided to have a little fun and flashed one of the housekeepers. Ha <laughs> ha. Gotcha. Security came to teach him some manners and he fled. In an attempt to make a daring escape from his brilliant caper, he boldly leapt from his balcony to the adjacent one. Wow. The key word in that last sentence was attempt. <laughs> he didn't quite make it and he plunged 10 stories to his death. Oh. So I don't know what the punishment is for indecent exposure, but it's probably not a death sentence. So I feel like he would have been better off taking his medicine. I mean, your penis is already out. Use it as a grappling hook. Yeah. (laughs) That man was just making a series of bad decisions that night. Hey, clean this. (laughs) I have a what about for porn? Oh, what about porn? Yeah. What's going on with porn these days? (laughs) Is porn doing okay? Is it still the same? Does it miss me? <laughs> Does porn ever talk about me? <laughs> porn will tell you it misses you if you want it to. <laughs> if you pay him enough. So in a story that could only come right out of Florida, a police dog has been trained to sniff out child pornography. <laughs> oh, wait a second. What does child pornography smell like? Yeah. Sadness and baby. Is, is this something you get distilled into like a cologne? <laughs> Gross. Yeah, it is gross. I'm not saying I'd buy it. <laughs> Maybe there's a hormone your body produces when you look at teeny weenies all day. Uh, so it's it's not exactly sniffing out child pornography, but it's more fun to think about it that way. Okay. Mm. So tell me the truth now. So <laughs> Ty the dog has been trained to sniff out the chemical odor that comes from SD cards and flash drives. Okay. Uh, all right. It's all my family photos. <laughs> yes. Because when the police go into your house and they say, you're suspected of having child pornography. A lot of people will have like hollowed yeah. out books or okay. tape an SD card inside a cabinet. Hmm. So they sent Ty in there and he's uh, trained to whimper whenever he <laughs> finds uh, child pornography. <laughs> makes this dog porn. sad. He also looks at the perp accusing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's trained to look at people judgmentally. <laughs> he looks down his nose at the person involved. You disgust me. Uh, he can also point at the, the location of the disgusting wank bank. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ty has also, he has a dual job. So not only does he find the child pornography, he's trained to uh, be a support dog for the child victims. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, sure. Kids All love dogs. Dog. See, now if I were one of these perps, which I'm not, but if I were, <laughs> I, I would just like put my 
SD card somewhere and then have a second SD card hidden below that SD card. So <laughs> uh, clever. Careful, Sean. You're giving people ideas. <laughs> I'd have a I'd have a big SD card that I hide my small SD card inside. <laughs> Figure it out. I mean, that's possible. You could break open one of those big ones and put yeah. a smaller, like a micro in there. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't they just take the big one and therefore the small one? <laughs> then? Well, I mean, you, the big one would have like a dummy USB port on it. Mm-hmm. They would have mm-hmm. your, I don't know, comics or something on it. Oh, God, they're child pornography comics. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just multiple copies of the Bible. <laughs> I also have a Florida story. Mm, yeah, mm. Florida's great for news. <laughs> So, um, in a bird and exotic pet, what about? You remember in our bird episode, we talked about cassowaries. Oh, yep. What's a cassowary doing in Florida? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, the most recent cassowary killing is no longer way back in 1926. Uh Oh, no. A 75-year-old man in, (laughs) as I said, Florida, (laughs) was killed by his pet cassowary. Pet Uh, cassowary. Some sort of feathered Grim Reaper <laughs> taking out geriatrics in Florida. <laughs> Time's up. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he tripped and fell. The cassowary saw an opening oh. and took it. That's all they're ever looking for. While he's down. <laughs> he's fallen and he won't get up. Across the belly. He managed to get away and call the police, but died in the hospital. More. Oh but they didn't believe him. Help me, I'm dying because of birds. A dinosaur attack, help. I also have a less exotic bird killing. Mm. Incredibly cool researcher Amy sent this one in. There you go. An Australian woman was killed by her, wait for it. Ostrich. Budgie. Crocodile. Chicken. Chicken. Was she kissing the chicken? Did she choke on it while having it for dinner? Don't choke the chicken. This 76-year-old woman was collecting eggs when one of her chickens pecked her leg, puncturing a varicose vein. Oh, Oh, man. (laughs) the heck of a poke. Pulling it out like a worm. (laughs) (laughs) Gross. She hemorrhaged, collapsed, and bled to death. You couldn't walk because it took out her ephemeral artery. (laughs) Bark, bark, bark. I'm sure the chickens just went to town on that body. (laughs) Interestingly, the man they researched for this article said that if this happens to you, you should apply pressure and elevate the wound. So somersault to safety. (laughs) Word of advice to our listeners. (laughs) But she was 70 years old. Like all of the blood left her. She only had two drops. (laughs) (laughs) What I've learned from these is if you're in your mid 70s, don't go near birds. (laughs) They're just waiting to kill us. They've been eyeing us for openings. (laughs) birds are tiny dinosaurs it's true or in cassowaries moderately sized dinosaurs (laughs) regular sized dinosaurs (laughs) just waiting for you to fall and break your hip (laughs) well i have a what about for our magic episode magic Magic. (laughs) yeah so june 19th in calcutta india magician jedugar mandrake is yet another on a long list of magicians out to reproduce some of Houdini's most famous escapes. He does have a very magical name. It's true. For this one, Houdini was shackled hands and feet, turned upside down, and lowered into a body of water. Jedigar Mandrake set out to do the same thing off the Haura Bridge over the Huli River. This is a good one for names. Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of H's in here. <laughs> 
He was trussed up like a turkey, hung from the crane, and lowered into the murky waters. Oh, no. In a classically bad sign, the tension just kept building and building. (laughs) I can't take it anymore. (laughs) Until finally, the nervous crane operator raised his hook like a disappointed fisherman to find it empty. A shark got him. (laughs) My crawdaddies. Jedigar's body was found washed ashore about a mile downstream, looking like a sad sea turtle in an anti-pollution ad. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he did kind of escape if the goal was to escape the crane. He got away from the crane. He got away. India's most vile predator, the crane. (laughs) (laughs) This kills the magician. (laughs) Just dip him a few times. It's fine. Uh, So I have a what about for Aztecs. I suppose uh, this also does conquistadors as well. Oh. Uh, So archaeologists have found the remains of what may have been what they're calling the Aztecs' greatest victory against the Spanish invaders at the site of Zultepec. Is it syphilis? (laughs) Yes, it was syphilis. Chocolate. Chocolate was the answer. (laughs) So they found the skeletons and skulls and other bits, you know, here and there, of roughly 60 men, 50 women, and 10 children. Wow. Those said it coming. (laughs) (laughs) These Spaniards were captured and then eaten and sacrificed over the course of six months. Wow. I hope it was like not all like one every few days, but like they slowly killed all of them simultaneously for six months. <laughs> Put them in Tupperware to keep them for six months. <laughs> well, it says they were kept in doorless cells. So I assume holes. Yeah. <laughs> That's called a pit. <laughs> and were fed very, very well as they were like, <laughs> like individually, like it's your turn. Oh, dear. oh man. You well, want them to be up. plump and ripe. They, they talk about one of them was used for that sun ritual. Uh, yeah, that's like an honor. Yeah, yeah. He like, he started the whole universe again. Don't know if he died that way. <laughs> Did he get to do the Q and A beforehand, <laughs> or was it, could they not understand him because he was, was speaking say, Spanish? I don't speak your goddamn language. <laughs> no habla. You in the back though. <laughs> there was also a ritual that appears to have split a man from a man from stem to stern, as his wow. skeleton was halved. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, that, that happened in that movie Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> he, he got cut hot dog style, not hamburger style. <laughs> and they found the torsos of the children, but not any of the limbs. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe they were slug children. <laughs> <laughs> they put them on sticks so they could give each other high fives from farther away. <laughs> they, they call this their greatest victory, but a year later, the Aztecs were wiped out. Yeah. Well, they went out on a high note, so. Yeah. <laughs> I found these people wandering to the forest, and they are dumb as shit. <laughs> Just walked right into this hole we happened to have stuck. Or doorless cell, as I like to call it. I've been tossing them fruit and meat, and look, they just eat it and eat it. <laughs> I have two whatabouts for our zoo episode. Oh, zoos are always good. My whatabouts are very animal-centric this time. Yeah. We have a recent zoo escape here in Seattle. Oh. At our local zoo. I like this one because it was uh, silly. (laughs) So the Seattle Zoo has a red-tailed hawk named Gunner, Hmm. who's one of their animal ambassadors. Uh, Gunner is blind in one eye, but he can fly, and they take him out to do shows a couple times a day. I imagine he wears like a cool little eye patch. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. In August, he took off during a training session and decided that he wanted a taste of life in the wild. (laughs) Vacation. (laughs) (laughs) He was spotted multiple times during the following days. <laughs> there he is. 
both the trees in the zoo and in local neighborhoods just hanging out. Holding cats. <laughs> That's pretty A cool. A few days later, he flew down and landed on his trainer's hand yeah. as if nothing had happened. While sitting in the living room. <laughs> Found you. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard that that's a something that if you're a falconer, you just have to accept that like one day your bird just might be like, nah, and just <laughs> keep going. Yeah, you've got to really convince it that the food you have is better than the food you're literally sending them to kill. So and you, sometimes they don't agree. You toss out seasoned mice. Uh, I always give them mice in the, the crystal dishes with watercress on top. <laughs> and a little bit of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> this bird's high as shit. And that's why also why they make those breakaway Jessies, so that if they do fly off and they have their Jessies attached, they won't, don't like tangle in trees or anything. Mm. She's also that's also the name of the best outlaw. This breakaway Jessie, she's getting <laughs> in zoo attacks. Oh, a rhino attacked oh. a car in oh. Germany. Uh oh. Okay. How'd they get a car into the exhibit? I guess this is like one of those big drive-through exhibits. Mm. Um. Hello, Karatek, order, please. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the zookeeper was driving through this exhibit in this car, and this rhino just came at it. <laughs> I hate cars. <laughs> and it flipped the car wow. multiple times. Wow. Before it ever hit the ground. It's like, <laughs> there is video of this. I oh, have yeah. the video for us. Uh, yeah. They don't know what set the rhino off, but the car was striped. So maybe the rhino really hates zebras. It's a racist. <laughs> Is that not an electric car? You're destroying the environment. <laughs> yeah, that first one. And I have a video for you guys to describe to our listeners. Picture's pretty cool. Angry rhino attack. It, it, it is a very striped car. Yeah. Damn. So yeah, fuck, wow. fuck this car in particular. It doesn't even look like it is using any effort to flip it. Oh, God. The rhino's out of its paddock. <laughs> Why would they make a car look like that? Maybe uh, so it feels like it's like part of its exhibit. <laughs> Man, it looks like that car's made of foam. <laughs> uh, don't mind me. I'm just a zebra. <laughs> <laughs> I hate beatboxing zebras. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently the zookeeper was fine. Oh, good. A little banged up. Wearing yeah. a seatbelt, hopefully. Mm-hmm. The rhino's just jealous it can't drive the car. <laughs> well, I have a what about for... You could... Probably call this either dieting or extreme eating, but uh, we'll get into the story here. <laughs> One of both, huh? Yeah. Extreme not eating. So this is from September 4th in the UK, and this is more of a the classical definition of the word diet and that just your eating habits. So a teenage boy had gone into the doctor when he was about 14 because he wasn't feeling so hot. He was tired and moody. The doctor ran some tests and found that he was anemic and had low B12 levels. The doctor asked about his diet, and the boy said he was, quote, a picky eater and, quote, didn't like a lot of food textures. Okay. He said he ate French fries, white bread, potato chips. I think I know this kid. (laughs) It's me. Yeah. (laughs) The doctor waited for the list to continue, but that seemed to be it. (laughs) So they gave him a B12 booster and told him to eat something that wasn't fried. It's potato poisoning. (laughs) A year later, the boy was back, this time saying that his hearing and vision weren't working so well. Blind. (laughs) Again, they told him to eat some goddamn vegetables. (laughs) Two years later, he was back, and this time he was completely blind. He basically gave himself a case of scurvy so bad that he went blind while living in a city. Citrus, boy. Citrus. Eat your damn carrots. Yeah. Yeah. 
So the teen's eating habits are no longer up to him, but unfortunately, his vision will likely never return. Yeah, well, they're not up to him because he can't see his food anymore. <laughs> right. No, you don't understand. Those Doritos were just so extreme. <laughs> Blew his eyes out. You said get citrus, so I bought chili lime lays. <laughs> <laughs> so in a follow-up to our, we could call this both exorcisms and faith. Hmm. Uh, we're going to travel to September 18th yesterday. Wow. Actually, September 8th. Uh, the, the report went up today. Oh, I see. In Blackwell, Oklahoma. <laughs> where the wind goes, I don't know, something down the plains? Sweeping. Chasing. <laughs> Dancing. So a Sean Cormie and his partner, Gary Garner, which is a superhero name. Yes. Yeah. Are a gay couple living in Oklahoma. That so, sounds rough. Probably. <laughs> After months of being begged to go to church by his family, Sean finally said, you know what, Gary, let's let's go to church. And Gary said, okay, that sounds like a bad idea, but we can go to church. <laughs> a quote from Sean says, I just wanted to make my mom proud. Hmm. Hmm. Never a good plan. <laughs> Sorry, mom. It, it went about as well as you could expect. The, they did the whole service, and then after service was done, the preacher begins ranting and raving about how homosexuality was both a sin and an abomination. <laughs> While staring straight at Sean. Do you think he's talking about us? <laughs> <laughs> Do I have something on my face? This is when about 15 people closed in on the couple. Ah. What? Oh, oh. Sean and, and Gary say, saying, oh, shit, there's people coming at us, <laughs> uh, tried to leave, but Sean was rapidly punched in the face oh. and then held down by the congregation. Man. A quote, they hold me down, pin me, and I'm crying, and the Holy Spirit just comes through me. I don't know what that means. What? Huh. And they keep speaking in tongues, praying over me, and I was just crying, mercy, mercy. <laughs> yeah, this sounds like it's going to work great. After eventually breaking free, Sean went down to the police and said, hey... This church beat me up and held me down. <laughs> so it was only him that got beat up? Uh, Gary was able to escape. Okay. Hmm. Well, he's a superhero. He just flew out the window. Yeah. The pastor. I'll see you home by. <laughs> Mr. Bill McKissick. McKissick my ass. Um, <laughs> released a statement that our congregation is comprised of people from all different backgrounds. In response to the allegations that have been made, this incident began as a family matter that escalated. <laughs> I got a little out of hand. Our church would never condone restraint of any person unless they were engaged in some sort of violent activity. Like a gay marriage. <laughs> Sounds pretty aggressive. There's much more to this story, and we are fully cooperating with the law to bring all facts to light as a rush to judgment is not in anyone's best interest. Oh, man. What a delusional person. <laughs> as, as most innocent people do, they've taken down all of their social media. <laughs> But among the people that helped hold down Sean were Sean's grandmother, who initiated oh, the holding down, geez. and his stepfather, who, as he was trying to escape, would pick him up and slam him into corners. Ugh. I guess that does make it a family matter. Oh. I've got you for three minutes. It's like, things got violent. Yeah, they got violent with me. Yeah, that's why we held you down, so they could beat you up. <laughs> uh, the only person who stood up for him was his sister, who kept on crying for help. Good. I hope she like left and got some help and came back, but I guess not. Try just... to nine one one for help. Yeah, help, help, someone. The investigation's still ongoing, but Sean's like, no, I still love all these people. It's just they made what? a bad decision. Like, what? no, jeez, <sighs> no, it's hard. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to judge a guy for loving his family, but bad. Yeah. Maybe love them by mail from now. Yeah, <laughs> love them in a different state yeah. from a secret location. <laughs> yeah, 
I have a feeling Gary probably doesn't love Ron's family anymore. <laughs> if I was Gary, I'd be like, first, we're moving out of uh, buttfuck Oklahoma. <laughs> Where we can buttfuck in peace. <laughs> Inclu- continuing our animal theme from mm. me, I have a what about about our selective breeding and inbreeding episode. Mm. So we talked about the horrors of bulldogs. Yeah. I thought you said Today. the whores of bulldogs. I could have sworn <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> I could have those whore bulldogs. <laughs> Not many left. But I wanted to talk about cats. Oh, okay. Specifically Persians. Hmm. Persians have a lot of the same problems with the same foreshortened face and the like as bulldogs do. Sure. And this recently came up and became a bit of a, a tizzy because of a Netflix show called Catwalk which focuses on the Canadian cat show circuit. Hmm. Okay. In this show, a judge praises a particular Persian as the finest cat he's ever judged. Um, and <laughs> I have I want not known to, cat until this day. <laughs> I want you gentlemen to see this cat so you can understand what this uh, judge went into hysterics of pleasure over. This is running around shivering. <laughs> cat, 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 cat. He's Mr. Rumbledy Hub or whatever the fuck the <laughs> cat's names are. I don't know. I think this cat's oh, name is Ula La. <laughs> this, this cat is one of those uh, round stuffed animals that yeah. you can get. He's a squishable. Vets watching the show took exception to <laughs> the judge's uh, euphoric description of the cat. It looks like he was crossbred with a buffalo. <laughs> He swallowed a basketball. <laughs> According to one vet, uh, Dr. Ferox, this cat's nose is sitting behind the prominence of its eyes. Oh, the yeah. nostrils are missing, His presumed dead. <laughs> it's got a severe underbite and the face is flat. This is not a happy or healthy cat. And if you guys scroll down a bit, you can see some mock-ups uh, of what a Persian of this type's skull looks like. It's the third uh, one. It's the third uh, <laughs> column. Lovely. It, it looks like a cross between E.T. and a Mogwai. <laughs> <laughs> and if you scroll down a little further, there's a, a skull-only picture. And that Jeez. first one is a healthy cat skull. <laughs> the last one is a hockey mask. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, is it is it the judge that's perpetuating or... Well, the judge is judging on the standards of the cat show. Like, this is what a good Persian looks like, according to cat show standards. Yeah, so who the hell is, like, writing the guidebook, then? (laughs) Who's this monster? (laughs) Your cat will get a 10 out of 10 if it looks like Wile E. Coyote just ran into a brick wall. You'll get a perfect score if the nose is on the back of the head. (laughs) We're trying to make whales. (laughs) Well, that's fun. What a delight. It is very fluffy, though. It is very fluffy. <laughs> so I have a what about for our squatters episode. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, my next one's about a squatter, too. Oh, yeah? Well, good. So we, this is from September 4th in Memphis, Tennessee. An unnamed woman flew to Africa to attend a funeral. To bless the rains. <laughs> I tried to find out more details on that, but they're basically keeping her identity and everything secret for good reasons privacy reasons but yeah that's what happened she flew to a funeral i don't know who it was for but yeah she was gone for a while and while she was gone two squatters moved into her apartment and basically sold everything that she owned why (laughs) for drug money andy yeah probably 
I mean, could there be a less welcome sight than coming home from a funeral to find a couple of hobos where all your stuff used to be? <laughs> all hey. my stuff is gone, and there's homeless people in my home. You want some <laughs> meth, though? That's <laughs> <laughs> sitting on a, a mountain of meth. Yeah. So one of the squatters was apprehended, and she claimed that the other squatter had been paying the owner $10 a day to stay in their apartment. Just sell guess- their stuff. Yeah, makes it okay to empty the place out via the closest pawn shop. So, yeah, nothing has come of this yet because this just happened a couple of weeks ago. But, uh, yeah, I guess lock your doors. Yeah, but, I mean, if they were paying the person, then the the owner has a key. No, they weren't. They just said that. Oh, okay. That was a lie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) An effective one, though. Look. (laughs) It's already working. Well, pay me $10. (laughs) This is also my final what about uh, about a different kind of squatter. It's a it's a follow up to diarrhea. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) yes, I see what you did. A customer of West Hollywood Sir Restaurant is suing its owner, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Lisa Vanderpump, which is a poor name (laughs) if I've ever heard one. (laughs) After her meal caused her to vomit violently and shit herself on the restaurant floor. Ooh, wow. That's a bad meal. (laughs) Sir, which stands for Sexy Unique Restaurant, making the place's full name Sexy Unique Restaurant Restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's the place that the unnamed customers... She doesn't want to be named for... That's fine. (laughs) Unnamed customer's family had decided to eat before taking a return flight home from West Hollywood. And she was eager to enjoy the white fish and orange cream sauce, which to oh. me sounds kind of like an ocean nightmare. That sounds good. <laughs> orange cream sauce? Yeah. Hey, you're, you're missing your asses and your fats there. That can't be good. <laughs> so the trouble happened about an hour later when they were still in the restaurant. So first off, you ate your meal and then sat in a restaurant for an hour. Go to hell. Yeah. Dessert <laughs> is taking a long time. <laughs> Can we please get our check? <laughs> yeah. In Seattle, you, you sometimes wait an hour for the check. While still in the restaurant, of course, the customer's head suddenly snapped back, and her cheeks puffed out, and she started spewing. Whoa. Oh, that's what happens when she gets frustrated about waiting. <laughs> An apparent uh, stream that would make Linda Blair jealous. <laughs> yeah, but it was from both ends. <laughs> she lifted off her chair. <laughs> she started spinning wildly. <laughs> <laughs> Things only got worse as she was like, oh, crap, I'm going to have to run to the bathroom. But she... It, it like took Swift two steps, collapsed vomit. down oh. on the floor, and just started spewing from both ends like a horrible, Jeez. horrible spin art. Ugh. That's got to be some bad fish. Yes, they, like, I've never eaten anything that would that's made me that sick that fast. Yeah. See, I would suspect the meal I had before that, yeah. but who knows? Or poison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's the deadly Motaba virus. Apparently, <laughs> she had not had anything to eat earlier in the day either. Huh. Maybe that's part of her problem. Maybe you should <laughs> fill your stomach with citrus and cream when you have it. <laughs> I'm just a boy like citrus and cream. <laughs> According to the customer, the waitstaff made no attempt to help her, but did throw some water on the floor around her <laughs> and on her. <laughs> Quick, put a, a ring of sawdust around her. <laughs> you look thirsty. <laughs> I wouldn't want to touch that mess either. When somebody finally <laughs> did call an ambulance, she had to spend five days in the hospital before she was allowed to get on a plane and fly Jeez. home. Wow. Do they know for sure that it was the meal that she ate? Well, sir denies the event ever happened. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I can also understand that's, that. That's one-upping it. 
What lady? <laughs> we don't even have a restaurant. Fern <laughs> has been in business for 15 years and serves over 150,000 patrons a year. We maintain an A rating from the Department of Health and have regular checks with the Department of Health. Hmm. So we have no record of this ever happening. And if someone had vomited and defecated on the floor, it would have been immediately reported to the health department and there are, and been seen by our cameras. It's quite a gambit. Yeah. Yeah, somebody here is really swinging for the fences. But it's like you guys said, I've had food poisoning, but never like immediately. Yeah, it usually yeah. happens like at when you get home or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you go to Buffalo Wild Wings and then when you get back, it's just a shit factory. Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's like the I guy mean, I knew on the ship when he ate in Panama and then we had to throw his mattress overboard because he messed it so bad. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's probably for the best that this happened at the restaurant. She didn't, like, get on a plane, because that would have been horrible. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Just crash the plane. It's time for a 14-hour flight. <laughs> <laughs> Overseas. <laughs> would you like to buy a bottle of water, lady? <laughs> <laughs> Spinning around on the floor going, whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> I have a what about for our AIs episode. Mm. No animals in this one. <laughs> well, computers are basically animals. So we talked about self-driving cars. Mm-hmm. One problem self-driving cars face is jaywalkers. Sure. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Can't have people running out across the street and disrupting their algorithms. Gotta kill them. Open up the hood and there's a teethy maw. <laughs> Some self-driving car advocates have the solution. Uh-oh. They want cities to essentially cage in sidewalks huh. with gates at crosswalks that open and close only at appropriate intervals. Wow. It's turning us into cattle. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's trying to figure out how to break that gate immediately. Why don't we just fence in like the cars or put like walkways that go over the streets what if, or what something? If I'm go- what if I'm going through the crosswalk and all of a sudden the gates swing closed and I'm like, let me in. <laughs> let me in. <laughs> Can't you hear the engines? <laughs> yeah, I see no way this can go wrong. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a good idea for multiple reasons, though, because, man, like living in a city, crosswalks and lights are just a suggestion right. to pedestrians. Like they just go wherever they want to. And that can't be safe for not self-driving cars. So, yeah. But if there's any sort of emergency or like an earthquake or someone is chasing you with a knife, yeah. you don't want to be in a cage. It's true. <laughs> Yeah, it's turning into some sort of post-apocalyptic future where there's the cage link fence all over everything. We've also run an electrical current through it (laughs) (laughs) to discourage jaywalkers. I also have a chlorine what about. So a six-year-old at a hotel in Rhodes received chlorine burns on their knees, hands, feet, and Respiratory injury from breathing chlorine gas. Wow! By playing in the hotel pool. Jeez, that is really yeah. a sterile pool. <laughs> yeah, no germs in there. <laughs> Apparently, the hotel—at least this is what's believed—added chemicals directly to the pool, like just poured them in <laughs> over the child, <laughs> instead of using like a filtration system or a Ouch. pump. And the powder sunk to the bottom of the pool and did not disperse entirely. And then the kids were in in the pool were essentially crawling through caustic chemicals. Oh, man. What a delight. 
Not to mention that by swimming in the pool, they agitated the power, the powder, which caused chlorine gas to form. Burble, <laughs> For the frolicking children to breathe in. <laughs> How fast was that burn, you? If there's any place you take a deep breath, it's right at the surface of a pool, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the parents said she started screaming in agony quite suddenly. So yeah. I don't think it takes long. That's good, at least, I guess. It does sound like an exciting adventure, though. Yeah. She My hotel vacation. To tell your brother to leave you alone. To get a chemical <laughs> burn would be a great adventure. <laughs> it's the only adventure you have left. <laughs> Is it? And uh, lastly, I thought we all sort of had a what about for uh, experience we missed talking about in our mouths episode. Mm. We're too busy eating. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Which is that all four of us have tried miracle berries. Oh, yeah. Multiple times. Yes. Well, I, it's I, our I, favorite I, party I, trick. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not addicted to miracle berries or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you haven't tried this or heard of this there's a a fruit that's called the miracle berry which is a stupid name but it the fruit produces a chemical that binds to your tongue and basically rewires how you interpret sour flavors and and other flavors too i mean it it i've read that it does other flavors but i've only ever had it work with with sour flavors but and also it's weird that the fruit seed in the middle if you eat both they the the seed cancels out the effects of the berry. So this only happens if you just eat the berry. But there's a company called Mberry that sells tablets that are just like boiled down versions of the fruit. And you can suck the tablets and then eat something sour and it tastes like the most sweet, delicious thing cool. you've ever eaten. It's so good. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty great when you guys tried it, or at least uh, Andy tried it for the first time, because uh, they were up here visiting us, and Kelly and I had done it before, and and we're also very fast pill dissolvers, <laughs> so we got done first and just started like gobbling down lemons and limes, and Andy had the most suspicious look <laughs> I've ever seen. It's like we were trying to indoctrinate him into a cult. Yes. And then uh, Adam finished next and he started eating it and just like his face lit up and he just like dove face first into this thing. So good. Rubbing limes all over his face. <laughs> and then like one by one, everyone just started gobbling down food and Andy was the last one. And just like he almost didn't do it. I'll serve you onions next time, Andy. No. no. Those, those onions got it by God. <laughs> I, I get tonsil stones and the un, like the oniony flavor was the flavor of tonsil stones for a week. <laughs> I do want to try other like flavor types with that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like a, like a vinegar or like a new mommy thing. Ooh, mommy. They're tricky though. Cause it does make sour things taste sweet and wonderfully sweet. It like a lime is like the best like limeade you've ever had. It's perfect, but it does not, negate acid yeah it's still an acid you yeah. burn your mouth pretty severely if you're not careful <laughs> and as a person who's tried miracle berries several times and if you want to try them like you know sour things are definitely best don't bother with sour candies because they just taste like candies <laughs> but if you get they're hard to get a hold of because they're i feel like they have a very short ripe season but if you can get a hold of kumquats mm, eating blow your mind yeah I, eating i hate kum regular kumquats yeah the Sour. kumquats by themselves are terrible but if you eat kumquats after having a miracle berry 
It is so sweet and flavorful. It literally made my eyes water the first time <laughs> I ate it. Like it was so good. Should get some of them uh, Japanese like umaboshi plums. Yeah, I want to try that. They really suck your face into your face. <laughs> <laughs> Kiss the back of your skull. <laughs> so if we're done whating our abouts, we'd like to thank our wonderful editor Gerard and all of our listeners, which would be you. He's pointing at me. <laughs> well, so far, I'm sure the more people listen. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Acid Pop Podcast. Uh, we also have a subreddit at our Acid Pop Podcast. And you can email us at uh, acidpoppodcast at gmail.com. And we will return your letters succinctly. <laughs> if there's no nude business and no new business, remember, kids, maybe don't own a cassowary. <laughs> <laughs> Just on principle. Bye. I can. I need a snack while we do our our intros here. I'm gonna order a pizza. I'm gonna dance. Ooh, but there's no video feed. Perfect. <laughs>